Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Now put aside everything you think you know about business practices today and stay right here for the next hour as you're sure to find some surprises and wisdom to help you play the business game right. Now, here is your host, Peter Feinstein. Welcome back to another episode of Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Every week, I invite guests in, usually, to um, have fun with me. We, uh, we have conversations. We talk about um, business. We talk about rules. We talk about life. And, um, and oftentimes, we go beyond uh, the business rules of life and the life of business itself and the rules. And, uh, but the thing that, uh, that all of my guests have in common is uh, they don't just talk the talk. They actually walk the walk. And it's something where, um, you know, I've, I've made this a point um, time and again where, uh, you know, a lot of shows might have posers. And I'm not naming names because that would be, uh, that would be uh, rude and unnecessary. But I can tell you that in my show, um, everybody that I've had on the air and that I have on the air um, has lived it and worked it and lives it, you know, even to this moment. Um, there's nobody posing, and, uh, and that's part of the excitement about it. So when we make great claims, um, it's something where, and, and you know this because you've been listening for a while and have the confidence and understanding that I don't snow job you. So today's episode, you know, I began to think about, uh, about my guest, and uh, it's Dina DeHaven, and, uh, and Dina will say hello and, and other things. Yeah, go ahead. Hello. <laughs> and, um, and Dina and I are both students of A Course in Miracles. And while it doesn't necessarily have a specific application toward business, um, the beauty of A Course in Miracles and the lesson in A Course in Miracles is that it's a, it's a lesson for everything. So it takes the specific and tries to help us think about in terms of generalizing so that something that applies in one area should actually apply to every area. And so in thinking about it and having it relate to business rules, my thought was, well, you know, it's really kind of using a different set of rules to win at life. Mm -hmm. That's A Course in Miracles. I know it's a pretty tall order to uh, talk about using a different set of rules to win at life. Um, but little do most of us realize that we're spirits having a human experience. But did you know that the world that you see, that I see, um, is entirely of our own making? It's something where um, it starts from inside and what we see with our human eyes is actually a projection of what it is that has already gone on in our minds. And, and for me, it's something where I can either use my brain, which is the path of hell, and I'm, I'm not shy about saying that. I, I, I say it to friends, and friends look at me like I'm stupid and insane, except for the ones who study A Course in Miracles or know me already and already know that I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> or I can listen and, uh, and, and, and let my brain go quiet for an instant. And, uh, and in that instant, I hear a different message, always. Um, it's, it's not like sometimes, it's, it's literally always. So when I talk about uh, a different set of rules for, for living, that's what I mean. Um, all you have to do is change your thinking. And, uh, and that's, how, uh, that's how this show, today's show, 
um, had its genesis. My guest, Dina DeHaven, and I are going to spend an hour discussing how A Course in Miracles helps shine the light of God on the darkest spots in our minds, of our minds, and how using this light can be transformative in every relationship every day. Dina and I I will reveal which passages mean the most to us, sharing with you how even a few short sentences have changed our lives, helping us to be more peaceful, and how how you can have this peace too. So two things uh, that we'll definitely do in our, in our hour today is have fun and share our experience with you. A little bit about my guest. Uh, Dina is a left-handed intuitive empath and a reader of the Akashic, is that right? Akashic. Akashic records or the biblical book of life. Uh, please meet Dina DeHaven. Dina moved to the White Mountains of Arizona in May of 2016 to steep in silence and study spirit. Her objective was to use time and space to cultivate a deeper understanding of divine wisdom. Dina wanted to learn the mysteries of the universe, and in learning that, she's seeking mastery in every area of her life. But it really goes much deeper than this time-space continuum. Dina's desire is to ascend her soul. Also, as an artist and a Course in Miracles student for the last decade, more like 12 years, isn't it? 12. 12 years. Um, Dina has also facilitated a toy drive for the last two years. She's currently collecting feathers from other parrot owners, as she is, um, and rescues via www.fetchingfeathers.net to distribute to the Hopi and other tribes for kachinas, prayer fans, ceremony, jewelry. Join me in welcoming Dina DeHaven to Business Rules. Thank you so much, Peter. It is in honor. I'm so happy to be here. And I am, I am, uh, I am equally honored and equally as happy to have you as my guest. So one of the things that I like to do um, with my guests uh, for the benefit of the people listening um, is to give them some perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, because if all I have you do is come in and, you know, we talk about A Course in Miracles, they're like, yeah, well, so... That's nice, but who is she, mm-hmm. um, or who is he? Depending upon you know, and, and then there's the third type, and I don't know who they are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, you know. I'm one of three children. My mom, my mom and dad had one of each. I'm not sure which I am. <laughs> so, one of the questions that I love asking some of my guests, and I change them up. It's not it's not the same questions, but you know, what occurred to me was like, okay, so I know Dina. And I've known Dina for, it's been a little over a year, um, and it's been a really interesting process of conversation. And I've got some some sense of history, um, but I have no idea what you were like back in high school. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's always the response that I get. (laughs) And then they settle down and like, oh, yeah, well, you know, back in high school, I was... Shy, introverted, wearing feathers in my hair and moccasins and um, making good grades for the most part when I applied myself. Um, And that was basically it. That was me. Um, I cheerleaded for a while. I was always one step behind. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like me in in kickboxing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, so that was me in high school. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so that's that's cool. I would uh, I would call myself uh, the nerd who didn't belong to any social group except my own, um, which was really pretty sad at times. But yeah. other times it was uh, it was also pretty enjoyable. 
So that's really kind of cool. So a cheerleader, too, huh? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you say that with some trepidation. I'm not the most coordinated girl, <laughs> but I loved it. I, I loved the. I would actually uh, jump up when the other girls did, when we, we scored. That's good. That's actually. I, I kind I, of follow them I, because I, I, I can I was get the not picture. A fan of football. So if, if so, if we if we jump ahead many many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you've got some amazing stories of past employment. Um, and I'm not asking you to name names because that's mm-hmm. not necessary. But let's take a look at, um, at let's say, your last boss. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had advice to give to your last boss, what would you tell him or her? Be honest. Treat your people with value. Um, I've had an interesting um, situation since I came to the White Mountains because I live in a town of 3,480 people. So that means I have to re- I have to work remotely. And I love working remotely. I'd worked for Ballet Austin for um, in sales for almost for a little bit more than seven years before I moved and so and worked remotely as well. So I really love the, um, the freedom of that, yeah. but when you're not in a major metropolitan area, you're. It's a little bit harder. Um, you know, for a while there, I did Craigslist and that kind of thing, and I happened upon business brokerage mm-hmm. in February of last year. Okay, right. Um, worked for a brokerage, um, a young broker who's 28 years old here uh, in Phoenix. Um, that was not a good situation, but I will say that during, because, uh, can I be candid? Always. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was promised big money that I did my very best to implement, and it was a dangled carrot. However, I had enough freedom to create a process, um, a methodology that I then took on to create a client list. Uh, left that to I uh, created a client list and now have my own business with consummate call and actually have more work than I can handle yeah that's I've got there yeah, you go got about 10 clients and am thinking about bringing some girlfriends in too that have the skill set and doing some training with them too if they don't but you know if the heart is willing and you're smart and you're you're diligent and you work hard, then it's, it's kind of a no-brainer. It's not really hard. It's simply uh, communicating with people and creating win-win. Yeah, so. that's, that's beautiful. I really yeah. like that. It's, it's simple. And because uh, I think that, um, well, I know for a fact in my life, um, when I listen to my ego, everything gets complicated. Um, yeah. But when I let it settle down and, uh, and, and choose that, um, things become much more, uh, much simpler. Yeah. Um, I've actually posted on my desk, um, the key to my success is service. Mm-hmm. And I try to remember that every day. Yeah, being of service is, uh, you yes. know, it, it's, it's something, um, it's something that I, that I, I think I, I gave beautiful lip service to for, mm. uh, for some of my career. And, mm. uh, and then I found uh, in terms of actually being of service, uh, which I found outside of my career, um, 
translated really well in my career. And, and you know, it's almost 20 years that I, that I made that shift, and it's, it's a joyful thing. I discovered it with the ballet, and what I found is that, um, you know, I communicate with people, and, and I have a, a skill set as far as sales, but when I put myself into the position of actually trying to help people, mm-hmm. really, that is the key to my success. And when I worked for the ballet, I made $133 an hour on the average straight commission, you know? Yeah. Um, and I did that just by people know when you're paying lip service and they know when you're sincere yeah and that sincerity is is the key it is yeah it is people can people can read it um they can read it through the phone they can read it in person they can read it over the air um genuineness um speaks with a clarion Mm -hmm. um it's and it's it's actually really great to hear your perspective um not only of what you'd said um uh about uh the the advice for your for your former boss but uh also uh being of service um so that gives us a sense of um of perspective Mm -hmm. um and and where you've been let's shift gears and um and talk about a course in miracles um, tell me about your introduction to A Course in Miracles. How did, how did, how did it find you? I'd love to. Um, it's an interesting story. I was, um, everything leads to another, you know. And so I was um, attending a Saturday morning um, large law of attraction group at Barnes & Noble uh, in Austin, Texas, and a girlfriend of mine, Kathy Monty, uh, said to me one day, one Saturday, she said, Dina, you have to come to this group. It's amazing. And I don't know why, but I have a feeling you are going to really love it. And it's being taught by this local psychologist. His name is uh, Greg Unterberger. And, oh, yeah. Yep, I introduced you to Greg. Yes, you did. And uh, Greg has since gone on to... Uh, become a national lecturer and an author. But anyway, she said, why don't you come? And so I did. And what we would do is sit down and read a paragraph and then pass out loud. Okay. Yeah. And I, at that time, I didn't know that I was an empath, but I was so filled with the Holy Spirit that I actually began to cry. Hmm. And I was actually really embarrassed by it. (laughs) I was sitting here with these strangers, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. But it was palpable, the feeling in that room. And I knew intuitively that I had found something very important and that I was home spiritually. And that's how I, I came about it. That's, uh, that's a, that's a great story of an introduction. And, um, um, we're, uh, <laughs> we're so different in our initial experiences. I was guided to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, there's a gentleman who is, uh, has a, been a great influence in my life and had just, uh, an astonishing piece about him. And he had guided me, uh, through a number of things. And, uh, he said, you know, I think you'd really, you know, you're really at a point where you'd come to appreciate A Course in Miracles. And, um, and, uh, so 
I thought, okay, you know, and he, he was never one to go out and get it for me because mm-hmm. um, his thought was, you know, it will find you in its own way, whether you go out and get it mm-hmm. um, or it's brought to you, but I'm not going to be the one giving it to you necessarily. Um, so I went out and bought it. And so the very first thing, and I see your copy is sitting here on, uh, on the desk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and I pick it up, and, and it's daunting to begin with as far as, you know, my perception of it. Did you understand it? I did not. I did not. Um, no, but what I But what I did understand was when I opened the book up and I began flipping through the pages, and the pages were so thin, mm-hmm. like rice paper, mm-hmm. and there was writing in two columns it was not like easy reading type of stuff. It was like, oh, my gosh, this is like a textbook. And I thought, oh, my goodness gracious. It is a textbook. I know. Right? <laughs> That's exactly yeah. it. Written by Christ. And, I, it, and, yeah. and I, began, I began reading it. And I thought, oh, dear Lord, this is not something that I can do at this moment. Huh. Um, but I knew enough to merely put it down. Mm-hmm. and not put it away. Mm-hmm. When we come back from our first break, we'll talk a little bit more about um, how you continue to pick it up, and I'll interweave some of my experience in picking it up time and again. In the meantime, you listening, um, because it's early morning, relatively speaking, especially if you're on the Pacific Coast, not so much on the East Coast and maybe elsewhere, I would suggest getting a cup of coffee, having a drink of water, maybe getting up and stretching your legs. Um, But I can tell you that we'll be back in two quick minutes, so we expect you here too. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800 300 9124. That's 800-300-9124. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events 
to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week, Dina DeHaven. Dina is a conscious clairvoyant and an <laughs> empath and, um, and a really cool person. And you. You know, you're, you're very welcome. It's, it's a pleasure to have you. Hopefully, you've gotten some coffee, maybe got some water. I took a drink. Um, and I didn't get to get a chance to get up and walk around, but I may do that in our next break. But we've got plenty of time until then. So uh, before the break, Dina was telling us about her introduction to A Course in Miracles, and I shared a little bit about mine. And I think they were probably, well, actually, they were very, very different. Um, I had had um, some significant spiritual experiences before picking up A Course in Miracles and continued to have um, pretty significant, uh, significant uh, spiritual experiences. Um, and, and I would say even, you know, as, as A Course in Miracles defines it, um, even revelations, and, um, which is indescribable, um, but beautiful and affirming. And, um, you know, it's, it's moments in heaven um, is how I would, that's how I would express uh, my experience of revelations. Um, in, in telling us about your introduction, um, and you, you mentioned um, uh, that when I said it's a course, uh, or like a textbook, and you said, yeah, it's a course dictated, um, told to us by Christ. So that leads to the question then, so you truly believe that this was, uh, this was as, um, as presented to us, um, uh, that you believe that it was spoken uh, by Christ to Helen. Absolutely. And, you know, the interesting thing, I think God really has a sense of humor in his choices, too, because, 
You know, the Course teaches that we are to accept and love each other as our brothers and sisters and remove the barriers to our awareness of love's presence. And look who he chose to speak to. I don't think Helen, you know, it, it's well known that she was known to be a bit neurotic. Okay, so we, mm-hmm. need, to, we need to stop there for mm-hmm. a moment because I'll I bet don't. 99% of people listening don't know who she is. Don't know who I'll she is you. and don't know about Bill Thetford. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have no idea. So give Let's us... Let's tell them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Have at it. Well, uh, they were uh, in the medical psychology department of Columbia University. Helen was employed there for 18 years. Um, she actually was an agnostic who was a borderline atheist. So from her childhood, she was uh, kind of angry with God. Mm-hmm. And Bill was gay. And so I think of those two choices, you know, these two New York intellectuals at an Ivy League institution (laughs) who had the credentials, no doubt, but certainly were not looking for God, so to speak, and were on the outer fringes of of what people would consider conventional Christianity, uh-huh. you know? So I, I just really think that he chose those two to kind of nudge us and say, hey, you know, forget all the superficial differences. Um, you know, I'm going to choose these two to speak some, some wisdom to you. Why, um, why did he choose them? I think he chose them because of who they were, in a nutshell, that be- they were not conventional. And so because they asked. Well, you know, Helen said during the course of the seven years of getting it on paper, Uh she would sometimes say, I hate that book. (laughs) (laughs) But at the outset, she said, life sucks. There's got to be a better way. You're right. You're right. I remember that now. And, Uh and, and, And there you have it. And so it, I mean, to me... Seeking ye shall find. Exactly. And it doesn't right. and it doesn't matter who you are right. or how you are. Um, because one of the precepts of the book that I have um, done as the book says in, at times, it's like you could repeat this a thousand times a day and it would still not be enough unless you remember it that you are not a body. You mm-hmm. are as God created you. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it tells me, it's like, you know what, if God can, God can tap the shoulder of, uh, of uh, Helen and Bill, um, as you said, outer fringes um, mm-hmm. of what Christianity would be deemed as, um, then, you know, that's the indication that, you know, as long as you're willing to suspend your ego, that's the indication mm-hmm. that everybody is worthy of of God's word. Well, you know, that brings up something very uh, interesting about conventional Christianity because um, every everyone wants to believe they're chosen and that, you know, they have to convert everyone else and all that. I believe that God speaks to all people. Yep. It's in native way. It's in um, indigenous cultures. It's in... Um, you know, Judaism, it's in everything. So you, because God is everywhere and right. in everything. Yep. So, and it's very interesting, too, that, you know, as far as 
conventional Christianity goes, they don't like the course at all. <laughs> As I'm sure you know. I've run into that. It's, it's an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, because you're not dependent on them for the answers. God has actually given it to you right there in a book, and it's accessible to everyone. Yeah, right? yep, I agree. So. What, do you, what do you believe is, this, is the central message of A Course in Miracles? Um, that we are to learn to love each other and that forgiveness is the key to ascending our souls and forget about all the superficial differences. And in fact, diversity can be a, a wonderful thing because you learn to see things in a different way, you know, yep. and, and it expands your mind and your experience. But, um, you know, Christ says in the Course that we don't get to heaven without our brother. Mm -hmm. How interesting. Yep. So, you know, you can't be pious and be angry or, or, you know, hateful towards someone because, and we see a lot of that in America right now, especially. Yeah, it's, you know? uh, there's, yeah, it's, um, it, it cuts across every social economic line mm -hmm. and every political um, bend, yeah, and uh, and and yet, um, I can tell you that you know there isn't anyone who's completely wrong, mm -hmm. and there isn't anyone who's completely right. Mm -hmm. It's something where you know the the uh, the lesson is there's an opportunity to hear truth everywhere, mm -hmm. and I from agree. everyone, yeah, and from everyone. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's something where I you know I see in my life, and this was one of the things. Um, so every few months, um, I would pick A Course in Miracles back up, mm -hmm. um, and I would and I would begin reading it. And I, you know, I began reading. And I was born Jewish and raised Jewish, and I had the the Jewish siege mentality, at least in my family. Um, you know, my basic my basic family upbringing was if you're not if you're not Jewish, then you're wrong, and if you're not with us, then you're against us, and that's what I grew up with. And so I had that, you know, kind of taught to me, and it was it was you know with a job of frequency over time that that got me into that um, recovery. However. Um, helped change that, and and my walls um, that I had built up fell pretty quickly um, mm -hmm. in in pretty short order. Um, but I would get my hackles up um, when I read certain things, and so all the references um, in a, you know early in a course in miracles to Christ, um, I was like, yeah. Got to mm -hmm. got to close this book, and I realized it's like I'm closing I'm closing off a part of myself. And, and so I thought, okay, so I'll pick it back up again and mm -hmm. did that. Um, and then I began reading um, about atonement. And in the Jewish religion, uh, the day uh, Yom Kippur mm -hmm. is the day of atonement. And in my upbringing, you know, it was a day of admitting my sins. And mm. let's um, talk about that. We will. And, um, and, you know, and begging for forgiveness and praying to be inscribed in the book of life, um, in the tree of life. And I kept thinking to myself, it's like, well, how do I know if I am? I guess I just keep on living. And if I'm not, then I'm dead and I won't know. But it's like, oh my gosh. And this is a seven year old going through this. Exactly. And Peter, did, was anyone <clears throat> ever able to lift themselves up from a place of shame? No. No, not of no, not of themselves. And condemnation. No. 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 That's the thing I love about the course. It is the only thing that I have ever found that says that not only are you not broken, 
but you're beautiful and you're whole, but also that um, God needs us. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we are his extension. We're his creation. How beautiful. And that he is not complete without us. Right. And so that, comparatively, is just huge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, everything that that I learned in in organized religion, um, and Judaism doesn't have hell per se, um, but you know, there's a there's a you know there's there's a God that you should be afraid of. Do you know what I think that is? I think it is um, ego-based, lower thought projected onto God. Oh, for sure. It's it's man's right? it's man's attempt to, to control. control and explain mm-hmm. the inexplicable at the same time, which gives the appearance of legitimacy to that guilt trip. Well, look at what they achieve when they do that, and the masses believe it. Yep. You know, they turn over their wallets. They do yep. exactly what, they sh- what they're told to do, yeah. right? Yep, exactly. And it's an abomination, isn't it? If you think that God is the essence of love and wisdom, yeah. for man to do that is, to me, the greatest error in perception. You know, I... I Sin is an error in perception, but it's pretty big in my mind. But at the very worst, it's still just a mistake, every single one of which Mm -hmm. can be corrected. I admit that that one is a huge one in my mind. I need to work on it a a bit, I think. Well, you know, I take it from the point of view. It's a um, perversion. Yeah, it is, but it's still... A mistake. It's mm-hmm. just a mistake. Um, and anyone who, at least in my experience, because I mean, you know, I've done some wacko stuff in my life, and we all have. exactly. And it's something where you know the lesson uh, that I take um, from a course in miracles is um, any mistake is no greater than any other mistake. Because a mistake is a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you have, you know, you've got perfection, Mm -hmm. and then you have a mistake. And it doesn't matter whether it's one millimeter, if you wanted to use measurements, or, you know, or one kilometer, or a million kilometers. Well, every mistake or is a opportunity for growth. And so your obstacles actually become gifts. Yes. Right? Yep. And, you know, you were asking me about the course, uh, love is the answer and we are all one. You know, that that's the message, isn't it? Yeah. In a nutshell. We've got, um, we've got like three minutes till the break. And in that time, what I want from you is to tell, uh, to tell us what your favorite passage is from A Course in Miracles. Well, I love this one. Littleness versus magnitude. Oh, yeah. I love the intro as well. I was going to ask you if you wanted to read the intro because for people that are uninitiated, it just says it all, doesn't it? It does. Um, You know what? Um, I'll come back to that Mm -hmm. in our next segment. I have it for you right there. Oh, the intro of, oh, okay, I thought you were yeah. good. To, okay, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, yes. No, we'll, this is too long for us to do, but littleness versus magnitude is huge because it really shows um, how 
God views us and what our choices are, and we should step humbly into our power as holy children of God in order to, if we did that, we would have no problems in this world at all. That's true, because right? <laughs> the ego would be quiet, um, because it would never have an opportunity to speak, which, mm-hmm. which, is, which is its only goal. I like to say we are God's butterflies here to earn our wings. Oh, I like that. Or we're God's seed, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose, I think. I, yep, I, I definitely agree with that. So, um, and we'll we'll do that as we come out of that as we come out of the break. Um, it's your show, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're my guest. And one of the things that I want to do um, before we head into our break is I would like you to share with people um, where they can find you online because you've mm-hmm. got a number of different ways people can reach out to you. Mm-hmm. So, tell tell my listeners how they can how they can talk to Dina DeHaven. Well, I have a couple of different websites. Um, don't contact me at Consummate Call if you're a business broker because I have more work than I can handle. Um, <laughs> but uh, fetchingfeathers.net is uh, Glenn Serino, who's a good friend of mine, and I uh, we created that endeavor. So that's one way mm-hmm. you can email us. Uh, Facebook, Deanie D. Um, the ConsciousClairvoyant.com is my intuitive work that I am working on. So um, those are a few. That's great. That's yeah. perfect. And, uh, and with that, we will uh, we'll move into our break. We'll do a couple minutes of business, and then we'll come back. And I will read a part of the introduction mm-hmm. of A Course in Miracles. And, mm-hmm. um, and go ahead. Pick the line that means the most to you. I will do that. Right. You come back in two minutes to find out what that line is. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. 
live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week, Dina DeHaven. Dina and I have been talking about A Course in Miracles and... um, Gosh, I mean, we have we have run the gamut. We've gone to Helen and back, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, one of the things that I that I said I would do as we came out of the break um, was I would read the introduction and at least the first part of the introduction to A Course in Miracles. Okay, so hang on, and uh, and so while I read really well to myself. Sometimes I don't read as well out loud. Sometimes I do. Um, so we'll see how I do. So the introduction starts this way. This is a course in miracles. It is a required course. Only the time you take it is voluntary. Free will does not mean that you can establish the curriculum. It means only that you can select or elect what you want to take at any given time. The course does not aim at teaching the meaning of love, for that is beyond what can be taught. It does aim, however, at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence, which is your natural inheritance. The opposite of love is fear, but what is all-encompassing can have no opposite. This course can therefore be summed up very simply in this way. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. And I can tell you that uh, when I first read that um, 15, 16, yeah, 15, almost 16 years ago, um, I um, I was baffled and confused and thought, Really? <laughs> I, I, it, was, it was one of these things where I'm like, boy, I, I, I know there's something there, but I'm just not getting it. Level confusion. Level confusion. Right. Yeah, it's something where form and content um, are things that we human beings um, typically and, um, and most usually confuse on an ongoing daily basis. Yeah. If you think you're just a body, that will make no sense. And if you know that you're spirit inhabiting a body and God is love and that there is a much grander picture, then... Then right. it, be, it then it begins to make sense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was telling Dina before uh, before we got on mic um, that I've, uh, I've read the text of A Course in Miracles um, gosh, you know, 9, 11, 13 times. Um, and it takes a different amount of time uh, each time I go through it. And it's taken me as, uh, as much as probably, oh, I don't know, a year and a half um, to as little as 11 months. And in my current reading of it, I'm actually flying through it and think that I'll probably be done with it um, by this time in June. So about the middle of June, uh, which, you know, is um, is 
pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that tells me is uh, that, you know, the frequency of it is giving me a sense of comfort and ease with the language mm-hmm. and comprehension of, uh, of some of the, uh, some of the, the concepts mm-hmm. that are in it. And, um, and uh, you know, some of, the, some of the most beautiful things uh, in, uh, in the course for me is um, the concept of forgiveness. And, uh, and we talked about this a little bit uh, before the break. And uh, I approach it now uh, where I am, you know, I've, <laughs> I, I try. I mm. don't do this perfectly because that's, that's not the way. Um, but I try to remember that all I'm doing is forgiving somebody for something they have not done. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to look at it as if forgiveness is a tool that God gave me to ascend my soul. Mm, to reach love. Right? Yep. So it, if you look at it as if it's actually a tool, right? Yep. Then, and, and two, I have to say that I, I figured out that people don't do things to us. People just do what they know how to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all, all on our path at different places, and people do what they know, whatever their level of comprehension is at that time. Mm-hmm. That's what they respond and project to and, re- and project outward. So that really helped me with forgiveness because it's not personal. And sometimes if my mind is running or, you know, I'm in a snit, I'll say, God, take this from me. Just, you know, take it out of my mind. And you know what? It works. It does because you've asked for the one thing that's possible. Mm-hmm. You've asked to change your mind mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to change everything Everyone else, else. Out, and outside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny. There are times where I speak at meetings and I'll tell people that, you know, um, I've had, you know, this, this amazing transformation uh, where... I see a world that um, is, by and large, trustworthy and safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, you know, I I, re- I remember how life was before I got into recovery, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was both um, untrusting and mm-hmm. unsafe, and I felt untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in recovery, it's something where uh, that shift happened, um, not because the world itself changed, but because I was given a different vision of it because of willingness. Because you did. Exactly. You changed. Exactly. Yeah. I, I decided that what was going on before was not working. Mm-hmm. Everything that, that my ego had tried to uh, present to me failed. Well, there's value in contrast. You know, pain is the great teacher. Yeah. And you'll notice that God will bring you the very same, or the universe is set up so that you experience the same problems over and over again until you master them. Yep. And there's a reason for that. You know? Yeah. It's uh, it's it's an You're opportunity. Here to grow. Exactly. Yeah. It's an opportunity to learn. Um, how to uh, how to approach them, as opposed to how to how to go around them. Mm-hmm. Um, the approach for me has uh, has become allowing myself to go through them mm-hmm. and not be bound by them. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's the thing that keeps my blood pressure at a safe level. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I I started thinking to myself two things. 
Um, and I try to remember it in every circumstance, but, you know, sometimes I'm human. But there are two questions to ask myself. And the first is, what did I come here to this situation to learn? Mm-hmm. And does my whatever I'm thinking about this situation, does this serve myself and others? And if the answer is no, then I need to rethink it. Yeah. Right? I like that. Thank you. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a great conscious, uh, conscious uh, point of self, uh, self-inspection, introspection, mm-hmm. which um, otherwise doesn't come. Yeah. And then you just go along your merry way, uh, tripping along the ego of others mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and creating and stirring up the pot. Yeah, which, and you don't move forward. You know, you just stay stuck. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I know that littleness versus magnitude is your favorite passage. <laughs> you know, if we had TV in here, you would see that Dina had just waved her hands like, I love that. Yeah. And, and, I, and, 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 and that's, that's a beautiful thing. What's the, um, uh, what's the most powerful thing you've experienced through A Course in Miracles? Well, I would say that I'm very lucky in that when I picked it up, even though I didn't understand it Mm -hmm. and didn't even know I was an empath at the time, I just discovered that about five, six years ago, but I felt the palpable holiness of it. And so what I noticed is if I would set it down and not pick it up, in the morning, mm-hmm. I can read it for two minutes, and I just feel such peace. And I notice that my life blows, you know? Yep. It's like I am absorbing the holiness of it um, in a way that is just very obvious to me. Um, so I would say that that it has been the real gift for me. Even when I didn't understand it, I felt it. And because I felt it, and I had never felt it in any other thing Mm. on this planet, um, I'd say that's been the real gift of it for me. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I really, I really like that a lot. I think that's uh, there's there's a sense of beauty and ease and comfort with that. Yes. And uh, and and that's uh, that's really cool. There have been uh, there have been times when I've uh, I've picked up a course in miracles and I've read sections of it, and I remember and I and I know the theme of the book and I and I and I'm I'm, I'm conscious of it, um, but at the same time my ego will chirp in and say, "See, the book is trying to make it out like if you're not perfect, <laughs> then you you can't get these things," and that was early on in my reading of of it, as. As I have gotten some real separation from, you know, from, from that naysayer, um, from that chirpy voice that always wants to, you know, just, you know, blare through, um, and I've gotten a sense of peace about so many things, I'm amazed at so many of the passages that I read that used to look like um, they were daunting and dares and realized that... Their comfort. Their comfort because they're a description of the condition in which I am. Mm-hmm. They're actually a description of me rather than 
a finger point and, and a dare. One of the lessons that, that stands out to me um, was so indicative of that um, that you know, I began bringing it into, and I've, I've made it into a prayer for myself, and it's, it's lesson uh, 254. And, you know, and yeah, go ahead, open it up. And now I'm not going to say it word for word. Um, and if you want, you can read it. Um, but I know what, it, you know, what it is I mm -hmm. say um, to myself about this. Um, Do you want me to read it? Yeah, that'd be great. All right. All righty. Let every voice but God's be still in me. Father, today I would but hear your voice. In deepest silence, I would come to you to hear your voice and to receive your word. I have no prayer but this. I come to you to ask you for the truth, and truth is but your will, which I would share with you today. Mm -hmm. Today we let no ego thoughts direct our words or actions. When such thoughts occur, we quietly step back and look at them, and then we let them go. We do not want what they would bring with them, and so we do not choose to keep them. They are silent now, and in the stillness hallowed by his love, God speaks to us and tells us our will, as we have chosen to remember him. Chosen to remember him. So beautiful. That's the course. Th and that's it. In a nutshell. And that lesson spoke to me mm -hmm. the first time I read it I thought oh, I don't need to be perfect mm -mm. I'm not expected to be perfect as a matter of fact it even says when such thoughts occur mm -hmm. and it goes on to say that you know as I choose so when I let those thoughts go they fall silent now yeah and it's in that stillness hallowed by God's love that I hear his will for me because there are only two voices. And there. God wants every good thing for us. Right. And you know, the Course says too, and you know this, that there is that little will willingness that we need to give and that's it. Mm -hmm. And that he steps in to do the rest. To do the rest. How beautiful. It is. It, Just I mean, give that little bit and, it, and you have... An army of angels. It's, um, yeah. yeah, it is It is amazing um, to remember that nothing is as complicated as my ego makes it up to be. Mm -hmm. It is always as simple as there are two voices. There is my ego, and then there is God. You kind of get to the, the point where you can look at it when your ego starts running its game, uh -huh. and you just laugh at it because you get that distance and you see what it's trying to do, and you just swat it away, like a gnat or something, you know? You know what? Some moments I, de I, I can and I do, um, and other moments I get, I get stuck in my head. Get in a snit. I get in a snit, and my ego has its way with me, and it, you know, and it kind of tumbles, and we wrestle, and then I realize it's like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting myself. <laughs> Why would I be doing this to myself? <laughs> I've manufactured enemies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I have to admit, I get in a snit too, and I think, <laughs> I think we all do, because the reality is if we didn't still get in a snit, we wouldn't be in physical bodies. <laughs> you know, we yep. wouldn't still be treading trodden trails, uh, <laughs> you know, to qu quote Dave Matthews. 
So here's a question, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be our wrapping point because we're mm-hmm. down to the last minute of the show. Um, how does the intuitive work you do fit into your view of Christianity? Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I would say that anyone, you know, Christianity will tell you uh, to be wary of false idols and to be mm-hmm. very careful. A false idol can be anything in this world that you give power. Um, I am not a traditional Christian. I have native blood, and I believe in oneness, and I believe that all people are holy children of God. And so I would say that um, I devote everything I do with any divination or readings uh, to the Holy Spirit in a nutshell. And the, you know, everything in this world is a neutral tool. We'll yep. take money as an example. Yep. Money can be used to create war machines or it can be used to feed hungry children. Right. And our intention determines what something will be. So um, I, what I like to do is become a conduit as much as I am capable of holy light. And then I know that I'm connecting to the Holy Spirit. And I try to funnel that down so I am accessing the source of all wisdom yeah. in a very logical way. Does that make sense? It does. It's beautiful. Christians would probably not like that or that's, in them. That's okay. Yeah, um, you know what, It's going to have to be. It's exactly. It's going to have to be. I and cede my will to no man. I cede my will to God. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It has been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you. And uh, such an honor. And I wanted to thank you for listening. Uh, You've been tuned to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest has been Dina DeHaven. And uh, we hope you have a beautiful and loving and exceptional day. Take care. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you for tuning into Business Rules. Be sure to join Peter Feinstein for another enlightening program next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a winning week.